0: It's not you I'm looking for.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm running out of tootsie roll power here.
2: <laughs> I came here to record podcasts and chew on tootsie rolls, and I'm all out of
1: tootsie rolls. Well, no, I I ate a burrito and then I ate a bunch of tootsie rolls, and I was just like super pumped. And now now it's wearing off. It's
3: fading.
0: Yeah. Rachel's fading.
2: Oh, she's fading fast. Well, I mean, if, if right. Rachel's fading, then we got to make sure that we, we, we hop on into the teleporter and get our asses over to the Savage Land.
1: <laughs> Savage Land. Oh my God! That doesn't even sound like it. I'm Rachel. <laughs> yes, we did it.
3: We got Rachel to do a voice.
1: That uh, 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 was supposed to be Conan O'Brien. You guys,
2: <laughs> oh. did you not hear it? Come on.
0: <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I'm Jason. Uh, I'm Matt. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I saw that Conan-esque twinkle in your eye.
1: <laughs> I have a huge crush on Conan O'Brien. Really?
0: <laughs> Who doesn't?
1: I have Sorry. since like the eighth grade.
0: He does just ooze when sexuality. When he, he
1: kind of looked weird. He still looks kind of weird. He doesn't look as weird as but he I, did. But I mean, like I mean, like super, like back in the day, like when he was on in like 1994, I watched him. But then I don't know why. But like eighth grade hit, and I was really feeling Conan O'Brien. Okay. <laughs>
2: uh well you know where you know where you can go to get your fix on on shit you love when that when that conan o'brien uh, urge urges is, is popping in do you know do you know what you can do about that the savage
3: land no, no
2: sponsorship <laughs> message god damn it <laughs> you can head on We're over to our this. amazon link uh if you go to that might be cool.com or savage dot either one and uh you'll you'll see our little savage land logo there on that home page just click on over to the right of where our episodes are and you'll see the little Amazon banner. Make sure you check off your uh, ad block first because otherwise it's not going to show up. And then then what are we going to do? We're going to cry. Uh, but you can head on over to Amazon and, and buy all your Conan O'Brien merchandise and, and we'll get a little <laughs> kick kickback from it, you know? Costs yeah, you nothing buy extra. Conan
1: O'Brien Funko Pops.
2: Wait, are those real? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Damn it. Conan O'Brien Funko Pops?
1: Yeah, they were like... Uh uh San Diego Comic-Con exclusives though. So I don't know. Oh,
0: I bet you can find them on Amazon.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you can. If any if is. any of
2: those listeners can find them on Amazon, please order them and then that way we'll know that somebody bought a Conan O'Brien Funko Pop through our banner and we got like a couple of pennies from it or something. So, yeah. you know, like I mean, for real though. That's that's honestly like we that's that's our our preferred method of of supporting our show for the next uh month or so if if you want to support us in any way. Uh, doing your usual Amazon shopping with our link. I mean, it's it's the holidays, guys. It's the holidays. Okay, wait a minute!
0: Huh. Not only did Conan O'Brien make Funko Pops, there's a zombie one, a Frankenstein's monster one, mm-hmm. a Batman one, oh, a yeah. Joker Man. one, and yep. a Ghostbuster one.
1: Yep, there's tons of them.
2: Anyone with a Conan fetish uh, has a lot to work with. <laughs> <laughs> um, what,
1: what are you saying?
2: I, it's, you can interpret it however you want, Rachel. Uh, but the important right. thing is to go to thatmightbecool.com, dot com, click on that little Savage Land logo, and uh, click through the Amazon banner. But it's it's the holidays; you're going to be doing shopping on Amazon anyway. And so if you if you love the show, if you like us, if you're if you're okay with what we do here, uh, then that is a great way to support us. And and let us let us know that you're caring, you're thinking about us in this holiday season while we're all cold and and wrapped in shawls and drinking cider or hot chocolate.
1: And I'm gonna do more stupid voices. Hey. We're going
0: camping.
2: uh anyway guys we got stuff to talk about um we got we got our issue of the week this week i i I always feel like giving that like a better like a more flashy segment name being like the issue at hand or like you know the, the the hot button issue something like that but it's the issue of the week vision vision number 12 is what that is uh uh yeah but we gotta we gotta get to the get to the tomato based sauce first
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> like every week, we do the same thing every week. Pinky in the brain reference. I, <laughs> ding dong, pinky in the brain noise. <laughs> <laughs> derp, derp, a donk do. Um, well, shit, I'll go, I guess. Cause go, please. I have ketchup. up. Uh, I watched Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Really, I did. Wow, I was, and you didn't even tell I us. was I was sick in bed and uh i just kept it to myself jason well i'm just i you I, already, know. I figured it'd be better if i just said on the podcast i watched valerian and the city of a thousand Planets. i thought your reaction would be like more something like ooh. not wait oh, hold on tell me
2: let's no let, yeah let's do it let's do <laughs> I'll, I'll do another take
0: you didn't tell me you watched a movie yeah, let's, let's, yeah we'll, we'll start it from the top we'll definitely nope, it's edit this out no nope, it's too late now no we can definitely so, edit it out we can I, definitely no, edit out. just tell me really quick nope, i don't we're not, nope, that's not how we do the show around here.
2: What? You watch Valerian <laughs> and the City of a Thousand Planets?
3: <laughs> Starring Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne? No.
0: <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty stoked you did that. That was pretty
3: good. Uh, was Dane DeHaan. <laughs> yeah. Rihanna. Oh, I maintain she is wow. the best
0: part of that movie. Oh, man, that movie sucked (laughs) balls. (laughs) I didn't didn't like that movie at all. I thought that movie was particularly bad. Uh, Did you see Uh, Jupiter Ascending? I did. Which one do you think is worse? Uh, They're both pretty horrible. (laughs) Um, I would say Jupiter Ascending's objectively worse. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, But valerian is it's pretty it's a pretty huge hot garbage mess i see it's not it's it's it i'll give it credit where credit's due it does have really good effects yes uh and the like the costume design all the all the sort of concept art whatever, whatever they put into make the film it, is really cool everything looks amazing yeah um so it is fun to watch for visuals and i i I don't know i it's i think i think it's the same thing as um um uh i'm blanking on his name right now jesse Alex eisenberg Luthier. jesse eisenberg same thing I, dane DeHaan is the worst he's a terrible actor <laughs> he's he's he doesn't have any range he's just he's just not he's not good at all
1: does he have any charisma like he
0: has no charisma he has zero charisma and he's playing a character Valerian's that you can t- supposed to be very charismatic you can tell that he's playing a character that's supposed to be like a more of a you know uh chris pratt harrison ford type of guy playing the role where he's just like dripping charisma and Dane de just like hey i'm valerian uh you should marry me and the girl's like i don't want to and he's like oh why because i am Dane DeHaan. And it's just de like, <laughs> Ugh, i don't know so i couldn't get past that for almost the entire movie um uh, all, everything even rihanna i didn't like that character didn't uh, no didn't do it for me see i no nope. i i i do
2: agree that it was horribly miscast i think that like uh who's the second hemsworth not the westworld one and not thor liam i think liam hemsworth would have been a great choice rather than dane DeHaan because it was so obvious that the movie wanted dane DeHaan to be a sexy action star yeah and it was like, yeah. no, you can't, you can't put Weird Head Dane DeHaan as a sexy action star. You got to get a, you got to get a rough, and, rough and tumble, big old muscly guy in there.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think you need a big rough and tumble muscly guy, but I just think you need somebody who has more charisma than a fucking sack of potatoes.
1: <laughs> so, so if this was cast differently, it still wouldn't you, have been. I don't it think it still, it was, still would okay. have been a
2: good movie. See, I, I totally disagree. It,
0: um, it, 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 it didn't. It just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it really. I mean, yeah, okay. I I I see where you're going, Jason. And maybe it would have been better. It definitely would have been better. Um I think the plot was a little rough and I don't think it was just I don't think it was kind of all there. Um I mean, you know, I don't know. Luke Basson, he he, he 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 I think he just hit hit the fifth element and then eh, strike gold once, right? Um anyway, uh <laughs> Mhm. Oh, uh, you blanked out for a while, Jason. So we just weren't sure what was going on. Oh no!
2: no. You, a- anytime I blank out, you can just keep moving on past it, and I'll be back. I was okay. awkwardly yeah, trying yeah, to. It, it was a
1: little awkward. <laughs> there was just a, it was just kind of like, a, of, do uh, we keep uh, going? Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> no,
0: you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Luke Passon. Anywho, anywho. So I, uh, whatever. I, I, I not great. So I, I, I would say, watch for some cool creatures, and you know, don't pay much attention. You don't need to. It's
2: it is true. It's not a movie that you necessarily need to pay that much attention to. Um but yeah, I, I agree like the creatures were incredible. Um the the plot the plot was like a little generic, but I th- I thought that the uh like kind of the perspective of these people who were just affected by like a, a war from other people, right? Like these people who were just like tertiary, not even like intended targets, not in an area that was being invaded, just in the side of a giant war that was going on. Uh Yeah. You know, kind of seeing that perspective, I thought was really interesting and cool. Um, but for for me, the biggest thing that ruined it was just the the cast was, at least the main two characters, uh, was bad enough that none of the lines I think could be delivered believably. Um, sure,
0: totally. But then there was a lot I mean, of I, I, uh, uh, Cara Delevingne was heads and tails better than Dan Yeah, yeah. And, but and but that in and of itself, that that sort of like you, it says you a know. lot. Says a lot. Yeah.
2: Well, and she like she was supposed to be playing like this like nerdy she, like the the way that it, the, the the weird thing is like the way that everybody treated both of these characters and referred to them, uh, really really clashed with who was actually playing them because like Cara Delevingne is supposed to be this like nerdy like you know booky type girl and then you look at her and she's fucking Cara Delavine like it's not you know it's it's just it doesn't jive especially like how they dressed her and stuff and then the same with dane DeHaan. he's supposed to be like this hunky action star who's like you know a, a known badass throughout the universe or whatever and he's little weasley dane DeHaan. like i don't know yeah there's
1: this this little scrawny guy
2: yeah. yeah like it's just it's it's very uh it was very miscast but i don't know i think that there was a good movie to be made there
0: anyway yeah there was i i agree there you, there, there was a good movie to be made, and they just dropped the ball. Yeah. Fun effects. Anyway, though. so I saw that. Great job, Matt. I did it. Um, ah. <laughs> um. My other piece of catch up is I watched uh, the first seven episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Oh shoot! Now that now that's surprising, especially uh, if you know me at all, because I've never really been <laughs> a Star Trek fan. I no. mean, like I don't not like Star Trek, but I was never like. Stoked, super stoked on it, either. Um, but this Star Trek Discovery is super good. It's crazy good, right? Like I'm, re- I'm really into it. It's, it's, it's smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the dialogue is not dumbed down, which I'm super appreciative of. Um, so it's a smart movie. It's got complex characters. The overarching story is really interesting. All the minutia they're dealing with is also super interesting. Mm. I mean, even, even to the how much have you watched any of it at all Rachel nope. yeah, I won't say anything about it mm. um I was going to mention some episodes but I don't want to I don't wanna spoil anything okay. it's just it's really it's 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 really <laughs> but you're really a really fan. good I don't know
1: yeah, I have no opinion because I haven't watched any that's of it that's why I it, don't want to so.
0: like, I'm already tainting it by ex- glowering about it but
1: I yeah, know I'll hate it <laughs> now no, Rachel's going to hate it I'm
0: sorry <laughs> Rachel what have I done um uh, Anyway, uh in a nutshell, great show. Um yeah, very impressed. I'm very impressed with the visuals. Mhm. It's got good, it's got good effects for a CBS show.
2: Oh yeah. It it has it has an 8.5 million dollar budget per episode. That's like wow. it's that's close Holy. to Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow. Cuz they're cause it's, uh, it's 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 airing on their streaming service which they're trying to get people to sign up for, which honestly like it's it's been tempting cuz it's like a $3 a month service. Uh but yeah, like they're they're going in hard on it, and they're doing a second season already with the same type of budget that they have on the first season. So they're they're committed, huh? Yeah, it looks. But I agree with you. Like it looks so freaking good.
0: Yeah, and the cast is really good. Um, I like. It, it's funny. Like when it first started, I was like pretty into the whole Klingon thing. They look weird and they talk. I mean, they still Klingon, but they. I don't know. They're just like they. You know, they're trying to kind of rough them up a little bit, right? And then about halfway through the season, through this, you know, watching videos, I got a little tired of it. Hmm. But I think that's just because it, it started to feel a little Game of Thronesy, like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> as soon as made up words enter the picture, Matt's out.
0: <laughs> Unless they're from Star Wars. Um, but no, I, I uh, all in all, I'm 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 very impressed. It's 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 a really good show. Yeah. Uh, No, I, I I mean, there's, there's a, there's a really fun, this is the only thing I'm going to say about the actual show, Rachel, so I apologize, but it's fitting for this, but there's a character, I think he's an engineer or something, but his sort of specialty is uh, mushrooms and he's named his, the character's name is Paul Stamets. Fun fact, Paul Stamets is a real man who uh, is a professor up at Evergreen College in Washington who teaches, um, I think they call it mycology, the study of mushrooms. I thought he's it was going to be study of people just named this, Mike. He's he's just a uh, he's just a uh, he's just this like mushroom expert. He's just an incredible guy. And you know, my buddy and I, my buddy went to Evergreen and I had a class with him. And then he gave me his books to read. So we're both like super. This guy's mushroom books are stunning. And like how incredibly complex mushroom is as an organism, and how it affects, how deeply it infects the eco affects the ecosystems that it's in, and how crucial mushrooms are to the survival of life on Earth. And it's just this fascinating huh. world of, about mushrooms, about this guy, and they said they named a character in the show about of the same name, and have him be this like space mushroom guy, and it's tr- awesome. It's that totally sounds
1: awesome. amazing.
0: Yeah, I dig it. I dig it hard. Yep, yep. So anyway, yeah. who? That's my catch up.
2: Any, anyone who hasn't watched it, it's it's so worth even just doing like the thirty day trial on CBS All Access to watch Star Trek Discovery because it's it's freaking good. Who's next, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me or you, Rachel? Are you feeling Uh, excited?
1: I have, like, one thing.
0: Do it. We'll take it.
1: Uh, I've been watching Hunting Hitler.
0: Hunting Hitler.
1: Uh Hunting Hitler. What's that? It's this kind of docu-series where these ex-CIA guys and, like, this... Manhunter guy and like a couple green berets are following evidence that Hitler didn't die and that he actually escaped Germany and fled to Argentina.
0: Oh boy. He pulled and a so Tupac. So they're
1: following, yeah, they're following all this evidence and it's insane. Like it's amazing. And I'm pretty much convinced that Hitler <laughs> fled to Spain, and then fled to Argentina and lived out his life there.
2: I mean, I guess if he if he were to, like, shave his head and shave the mustache off or grow out a beard, like, nobody would know who the fuck he was.
1: Well, there was such, like, a large group of Nazis there. They had, like, a s- school for uh, the youth, Hitler's youth there. Yeah. Oh, God. So a large portion of Argentina are Nazi supporters. Yeah. So that would have been the safest place for him to go.
0: I mean, it, it, was, it was a huge. Uh, 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 there's a lot of Nazis that all fled to Argentina. Yeah, there's, I mean, Argentina is like half German.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy. they do have that like one town where all the buildings and everything are very European. Yeah, totally. But they also like found structures out in the jungle. That oh, really? were built and then there's like one that was a mill that actually ran water so they think that fed the electricity to these other buildings out in the jungle oh cool like it's incredible and they're like now finding this tunnel that was connected from where he was last seen to the airport and it directly connects so he would have had a straight shot to the airport and there was evidence of him living in Spain so with think, a Nazi supporter there.
0: So what's the? What do they say that they that we just that the U.S. just says they found his body? So everybody was like, okay, cool, you kill them.
1: Well, you, the remains that they have are female. Oh, really? Yeah. Which you the plot thickens. Which they like nobody can get to them now. They won't release the remains anymore. But when they were allowed huh. to examine them, they were female. Huh. And nobody ever saw Hitler's body. There's no evidence.
3: I
0: love it.
1: And it's so awesome. Like, we're not even halfway through it, and it's just, like, blowing my mind. It's on Hulu. It's a History Channel show.
0: Cool. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that, I, I'm actually super into that. I like that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. We've been binge watching it.
0: Oh, that's rad.
2: Hell yeah. That sounds that sounds really interesting, actually. I might even give it a shot.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really cool.
2: Dope. Um
0: how about you, JJ?
2: Oh boy, over over here in JJ J Jason Land. Um I uh <laughs> JJ Jasonson JJ J- J-, J J Jameson.
1: Best friend of Budward
2: best friend best. Of Budward Scissorhands
0: BB um, B- B- Budwardson. <laughs>
2: uh, this week I saw Justice League. Um it uh and I I I won't spend too much time can, on it.
1: Can you tell us just tell us the whole thing well, yeah, <laughs> honestly
0: i honestly don't i i was thinking about it earlier i was like i know he's going to bring up justice league neither rachel and i have seen it because it's not out for everybody else to see right now yeah you ought to be out when this episode goes up how much do i care about jason talking about it
1: like the I answer care. is
0: pretty much zero
1: i care but i don't care i
0: really don't care <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys no no no, no. no i don't care about, about you. you spoiling it uh I mean, yeah I don't. I don't care about like because usually when you go see a movie before us, we're like, don't tell us anything until yeah. we see it first. Like, I
1: don't even want to know if you liked it. Yeah, like, that's how mm-hmm. I usually feel. But this and is just regarding like... Justice
0: League. I'm. I'm. I. I don't have that attachment to it. So yeah, I think. I, I think you've got free reign here to express your opinion. Talk about whatever you want to talk yeah, about about s- the thing. Say well,
1: see, whatever and, you want to say about it.
2: So after after seeing it, because I went in like I was. I was kind of excited just because it was like you know i mean the justice league that was like my outside of the teen titans if there's a teen titans live action movie ever i'm gonna cream my pants on that one but like outside of the teen titans the justice league was definitely like the big sort of superhero thing that i had such an attachment to and so i was i was kind of excited from that to see it but i was super hesitant because it was such a shaky production and and obviously Zack snyder you know originated it and, and then joss whedon coming in and like rewriting the screenplay and reshooting so much like I was obviously nervous, and and there wasn't a lot of confidence to go on with the rest of the films that DC's put out, but I was very pleasantly surprised. Uh, I don't know, you know, how the reviews are going to go on it. Like, it it could very well be that everyone thinks it's terrible, but I actually, I enjoyed it. It tonally was uh, much better than Suicide Squad or Batman, because it actually, for the most part, it knew what it wanted to be, rather than bvs and superman that weren't quite sure and just had an amalgamation of a bunch of things um i was surprised at how well the styles of Zack snyder and joss whedon were sort of fused together on this and kind of complemented each other in a lot of ways um but yeah i I, I don't know and also like it was short you know it was it it was barely two hours um and so compared like i think it's the shortest superhero movie that's come out i think since like ant-man um and so i i don't know i i i surprisingly enjoyed it i'm not gonna say it was like great i don't think it was quite as good as wonder woman um but i think really the thing that made this movie work was the characterizations uh i went like i had a bingo board when i went in that someone posted on facebook about like you know dumb predictions that were probably going to happen in justice league uh for example one of the boxes here on this bingo board is uh someone makes a joke about uh cyborg not having a penis you know so stuff like that was the what people and myself included were kind of like expecting going into the movie just like dumb lowbrow jokes and and whatever uh but it was i don't know it, it was it was done pretty well and i think that like with you guys having your expectations basically about at floor level going into this movie <laughs>
0: Mine are kind of th- mine, are kinda, mine are borderline subterranean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think My, that- mine were like pretty good, and then uh, I don't know, like seeing the trailer Matt. on the big screen when I went to Thor, mm. I just ruined it for
2: <laughs> me. I see. Here's I, I don't know it 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 really because I and I watched it in IMAX the 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 largest screen possible, uh, and it looked pretty freaking good and polished. Um, but uh, I, I think that with your expectations so low, you guys might come out of it uh, actually having a good time.
0: Hmm.
1: I'll still go see it. Yeah,
0: me too. It might take me a little while. I'm not like rushing to the theater to see it. Yeah, that's I'm not fair.
1: in a rush either. But that's why I, I will definitely see it. I mean,
0: yeah. I'll rush a little. I'll rush sooner than later because it's a podcast thing that we should do for the podcast. But
2: yeah, and I was I was thinking while I was out there, we might as well record something about Justice League. Maybe pull a chase in to, to give a, a little balance to the. Feel here. I, I don't know how what he's going to think of it, but usually he's uh, he's a, he's a little more on the DC side than than you guys are. Oftentimes, for yeah, the but movies. he's a little
0: more on the movies. All movies suck side. So I don't know, man. That's fair. That's, <laughs> you never know what you get with that guy.
2: Either way, I'll be That's in Utah, true. so I was like, oh, I might as well pull him in. Um, yeah, for sure. So it's always fun to have those episodes. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. And and as as like the little DC fan in me, first off, I really hope that Ben Affleck. Stays in the role of Batman because I think that there are like I think it's going in a great direction. Um, they did the wise thing and and focused on Wonder Woman a good amount in this movie, uh, and I, I honestly think that Gal Gadot in this movie was like sort of stepped up from where she was at in the previous one as Wonder Woman. Um, you know, Aquaman and Cyborg were both fantastic. I can't wait for Aquaman. I don't know, like it, it was just it was it was fun and it was a super I think a, a great handling of all the characters. And Superman coming back, like, they, they actually reworked the character of Superman so he wasn't a dour, you know, piece of shit. <laughs>
0: like, Oh, man. Spoilers.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. There are, here the, the, the last thing that I'll say is uh, there are two post-credits scenes. So make sure you stay all the way to the end because um, the second one, I think, is more important. The first one's really fun. The second one is actually, like, you know, relevant to what might happen in future films uh but yeah it's i don't know it was a fun it was a fun movie i think for anyone who you know watched the cartoons or likes any of these characters at all i think it's it'll be enjoyable and i, I think it'll be better received than most other dc films so
3: fingers well, crossed that's it didn't
1: hate it yeah that, that's all that matters totally. well
0: no and you know as much as uh, as much as i have had uh, maintained somewhat of a curmudgeonly attitude regarding justice league I I I do want to point out that it is super important for someone like you and anyone else who's a really big DC fan that this is a big thing. Totally, Um It's, yeah. it's definitely a movie that you've been waiting for for a long time, and you're super stoked mm-hmm. about. It. And I really want to like, like a lot of my curmudgeonly attitude is definitely sort of uh, being flippant towards that attitude, and I, I, I I I want to make sure I respect that boundary too. So like I I I am I'm su- I am very stoked that you had a lot of enjoyment out of it, and I think that was a lot of going into it for me was. Like, personally, my stake in this movie is nil. I don't have Mm -hmm. stake in this movie. But what I do have stake in is people experiencing things that really enriches themselves, that mean a lot to them. Mm -hmm. And so, my hope for Justice League being a good movie really stems from that. It's like, I want my friends and anyone else out there who's super stoked about DC movies and Justice League and all that to walk away and just feel like they got what they deserve. Because everybody really deserves that really awesome, like... You know, I I feel lucky that I've been such a Marvel head all my life because the Marvel movies have just crushed it.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, um, you know, and like, uh, you know, that's awesome to me. And I want other people to get that experience as well.
2: Yeah. And it's it's the first time that a non-Batman character, you know, except for, you know, with the exception of like the, the first, you know, two Superman movies back in the day. Like, I think it's the first time that a non-Batman DC character uh, has gotten any type of good treatment right now. And so it's like. It it is exciting you know especially uh, i think for the dc fans like myself out there to see that like you know there's big budget stuff happening that's you know this movie certainly if nothing else it does promise that like better movies than what we've gotten have co- are coming you know like that aquaman's yeah. probably gonna be pretty great and you know same with like flash and cyborg and you know green lantern whatever like anyway yeah i, cool. I i'm excited um my other catch-up is that I read uh, Buzzkill by Donny Cates and uh, Jeff Shaw. Yeah. Um, this, so it's a comic about a guy who uh, gets his superpowers from, like, he's, he's a superhero, but he's only superpowered when he is under the influence of alcohol or drugs. <laughs> and so... That's awesome. Yeah, and it, yeah. it starts out with him going to... Do the uh,
0: drugs affect what powers he gets?
2: Yes. Every drug affects him uh, differently. That's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 honestly, it's really incredible. Donny Cates, we've kind of mentioned him before. He is kind of one of these sort of like, you know, uh, I, I want to say up and coming, but like he's really almost at that precipice of like everybody realizes that Donny Cates is amazing. Um, he is
1: amazing. I love him so much.
2: He's super good. <laughs> and and same with Jeff Shaw. Jeff Shaw was the artist on uh, um, um, God Country as well as The Paybacks, also with Donny Cates. Um, mm-hmm. And so th- this was their first collaboration together. Um and it's it's really good and it starts out it's basically it's about this guy, uh, this superhero trying to over like to overcome his addiction. Um, but his addiction gives him all this power and allows him to like do these amazing things. And so it's this it's it's really, really insightful. And I know that uh Donnie Cates, I think he said in an interview one time that he while he was writing this, a lot of it was about his own struggle with alcoholism because he was trying to get over alcoholism at the time, and so you'll see in this in this uh in this book, I mean, it's only four issues, and there's a lot of just really insightful stuff about addiction and sort of coming to terms with like what you've done, trying to move on from it, you know, and 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 realize what is you and what's what's not. Uh, I, I don't know. It was like it was super fun, like you know, and and really funny and enjoyable. The art was kind of crazy, but at the same time, just really insightful. Um, and it's also uh, the guy who co-write it co-wrote it actually with Donny Cates's. Um, Mark Reznicek, I think is how you pronounce it, from the Toadies. You
0: guys ever listen to Toadies? I don't know. Oh, I, thought,
2: I thought Toadies would be a band that uh, Matt would have heard of. Anyway.
0: I mean, I've heard of the band Toadies. I just don't know who the members are.
2: Yeah, that's fine. But he's he's a guy from that band, and he he co-wrote it because he was like a big comic book fan, and he and Donny Cates met and just kind of hit it off. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, I highly recommend Buzzkill because it was... And I, I read this back when it first came out, like in 2008, I think it was. Uh, but I was younger, less like, uh, uh, I, I don't know, less, I, it might not have been 2008. It was a while ago, but I don't know. I, like, I wasn't looking at comics, I think in the same way at that time. Um, and I don't think I read the whole thing. I think i just read like the first issue. And so going back now that they reprinted it through image, uh, it was, it was just crazy enjoyable to read. And I think that now that like Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw are both these names that are getting more attention, you know, they're doing, uh, Thanos together and, and, you know, like just kind of rising up. I think it's 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 an interesting book to go back and look at and kind of see where, where they came from.
1: Yeah, that's definitely one I've wanted to read for quite a while.
2: Yeah, and it's it's a quick read. I read it in line for Justice League. Uh, granted, like it was for oh. the screening and so the line took a while, but I mean, it's four issues. Um, and so it's, it's you know, it's a breeze. I think it was like a half hour or something like that that it took uh, for, to read it. Half hour, 40 minutes.
1: Nice. Yeah, so
2: highly recommend um love it check out buzzkill donny kate's jeff shaw it's it's sure to be on shelves in your comic book stores because it just got reprinted or you can go to amazon cool. and order it as well through our yeah, link yeah do that <laughs> um should we go ahead and 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 segue it on over to uh uh the, our issue of the week yep well, I'll, I'll I'll bring in a good segue because Donnie Cates, who's now writing Doctor Strange, uh, the the artist on his Doctor Strange series, Mr. Gabriel Hernandez Walta, also the artist on this week's issue of the week, which is Vision number twelve, uh, as recommended by Hassan Atman uh from Ayo. Strip Panel Naked and uh, uh, panel by panel, Vision number twelve, guys, the conclusion of Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez Walta's you know highly celebrated uh, series. What you what you think of the issue?
0: Um I mean I, so we've done a lot of number ones as mm-hmm. comic book of the week and yes. there's a there's a unique challenge to comic to, to to number to number ones. Um I think there's a particularly unique challenge to doing the finale of a 12 part series specifically this one that is so good. Yeah. Um uh and uh, uh, as a rap sort of revolu- uh, a resolution issue it's pretty amazing and it's 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 it's, it's pre- i don't know it's just hard it's kind of it's definitively hard here in the sense like i don't know how much to talk about like because i mean i get i guess we could say spoiler alert but yeah yeah i'd say I, from I, but on the no. other hand i don't want to say spoiler alert because i want people who have not read the vision yet to listen to what we're about to say and get and get hyped on the the, the book itself so i'd say so there is like
2: it's let's divide it let's do you know sort of like a, a quick part here where we we avoid spoilers and tell people who you know talk kind of talk to people who haven't read it yet and then past that we'll we'll kind of delve into spoilers does that sound like a good idea sure so i think for me personally like if if anyone hasn't read vision yet which totally understandable if you haven't like although it's a great book it wasn't like super publicized outside of you know super uh comic book nerds whatever uh it's a masterful series, you know, in my opinion, like it's, it's one of the closest things we've come to a modern watchman just in the sense of a comic book transcending the genre in a way where it doesn't get sort of tied down in those tropes, but also does something interesting and insightful with what's already there. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. and we've, you know, we've railed about Tom King before. Uh, but I also like, going back and reading especially i've been reading the director's cut issues as they've been coming out um which kind of show like you know the process from script to layouts to pencils and colors like all the whole process through them uh and seeing that and seeing how much work that gabriel walta and jordy belair did on this book uh and how much that like walta sort of would would divert from the script in certain points to just make like just the like such perfect decisions that no writer could ever write uh it's it's truly amazing like walter's style is a little weird but his sense as a storyteller is so amazing for like the the little things that he does that are just perfect um yeah and i you know i don't know anyway go what give give your thoughts because i'm rambling
0: no you're not rambling i mean i i'm just i'm i think you're 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 better equipped to talk about that kind of stuff than either of us yeah i agree Uh, with that um no, I, you know, for me, the vision's just really stuck out in terms of it's got, it's, there's how Tom King wrote robotic dialogue, uh, is just incredible. And mm-hmm. just the mind, the, 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 the way to view the world through this, this mechanical mind, uh, and it's just fa- absolutely fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sort of the dismantling of all that and. Uh, sort of the deconstruction of the nuclear family and i i don't know it's just it's some, there's some there's it stands above um, a lot of marvel stuff i've ever read totally uh and it's just it's 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 a testament to um, how you can take a character and I, I, I the other one i would put in the this same sort of world um which is also would probably be my if you like this, you'll like this uh, is Matt Fraction's Hawkeye, where you you, you take a character who's like, you know, just some, you know, just some rando character and just really dig into the essence of that character mm-hmm. um, and just create something so, I don't know, poignant out of it. I don't know. It's, 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 it's really cool.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. What was, uh, what was your, your kind of feeling on it, Rachel?
1: Um, I'm very mixed because mm. I'm the person that read the first two issues and then read the last one.
2: Ooh. I love it. I was hoping one of you would be in that position.
1: <laughs> That's me. So, I'm just like I I don't know. I don't know what's going on.
2: I'm I'm curious, uh, you know, obviously without spoiling it since we're still in the non-spoiler part, but like did reading this this uh number 12 issue make you want to, to sort of go back and and read through the series?
1: Yes and no. Mm. Like I am curious, but at the beginning of this issue, it recaps so much mm. that I'm kind of like, eh, do I really want to go back now? I see, yeah,
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, yeah, I, th- I so, think I don't know. I was just gonna say for I think for anybody who's like wanting to read this series, uh, it is certainly going to be a better experience just read you know reading from issue one through issue twelve. Um, but yes. that's, and that's, that's something that I think we'll talk about in spoilers though, is cause I, I was curious about like going into it, not knowing what just happened, how much it actually, uh, worked and how successful it was in being its own issue. Um, you know, which necess- isn't necessarily a slide against any series that's like, oh yeah, this is a limited 12 issue series. Like not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have to be that like every issue is a jumping on point, but, um, but no, that's that's interesting. I'm I'm kind of glad that that happened at the same time. I, I might be a little bummed if you if you don't read the whole thing, but that's just me being a dumb Tom King fan.
1: <laughs> well, I'm also a Tom <laughs> King fan. That's so true. like that part of me like does want to go back through and read the whole thing cuz I definitely feel like I've missed out on a lot of yeah, the, great the, stuff. The blurb at
0: the beginning touches on enough to catch up, but yeah. it skips a ton
1: that's what i figured yeah, yeah.
2: and that's that's kind of what i love like you know i i do criticize what marvel does publishing wise a lot but that is the one thing that marvel does that i really really love is that every issue of every comic has a recap page at the beginning it's because you know, well, it's this has yeah.
1: the recap page but then in the issue itself
0: yeah, that's the, true yeah in the she, in the story itself they kind of they yeah, touch then, base on what has been going on yeah, yeah that's true well okay but here's what's interesting. So that where it's it's her it's the wife telling her story, mm-hmm. that's her story.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's not necessarily that's actually, that's what happened in the
0: comic book. That is a good point. It's hmm. just her story that she's telling to the police. At, the, at yeah. this point, we
2: should. Uh, I think we should go through the the questions uh, really quick and then get into spoilers. Does that sound? Because I, I, I think we're I, about. I,
0: honestly, to- I I don't think we need to even get into spoilers. I think this is perfect. I think I think we, t- we 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 can just tease it here. Because I don't want to get into spoilers because Rachel hasn't read it yet.
2: That's fair.
1: Yeah, well, because I, I think now spoilers just for this that, issue. That this is her I, think that's a, I think that's
0: enough of a tease that you can just. Yeah. Just, yeah. All right. Because
1: no, now that you tell me that this is her version of events. Mm. Yeah. Now it's like well then what did happen
0: exactly
2: uh, yeah perfect okay then we'll we'll save yeah. the questions for when we wrap up because there, there was still a few more things that i wanted to kind of say about no, this no, no, before no, no. Yeah, we i want yeah, questions. yeah, yeah.
0: Want it, yeah. keep go- keep going i just i don't want to dive into t- like no that, that makes particular it, yeah, yeah, yeah. particular i think this is a that's a good way to put it yeah a good way to leave it
2: um i did want to say like with this you know and and you know this goes for the whole series but especially in this this issue uh the thing that i love about walta's art that that grew on me over the series is that he does such a good job of like, because his art. I think that the, a kind of a, a good way to describe his art is that it's a little imperfect, um, mm-hmm. and it's. I think it's such a perfect fit for this series because it's a, it's it's these these androids basically kind of trying to be human, right? And so I think that like his artwork itself is so inherently human in all of its like sort of i get you know for lack of a better term i'm saying imperfections but i you know i more just mean like you know i don't know like not not in line with typical styles in comic books uh but i think that like that balances so well with like having this sort of uh kind of odd and and very very human artwork mixed with this sort of story about trying to be human and and these these you know androids trying to make a family and be uh that I don't know. I don't know. It's just like he 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 can show so many emotions on faces that are so uh, blank, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
2: And I just think I mean I guess we should we should say like for anyone who doesn't know what the the story of the Vision comic is, uh, this comic is a it's a twelve issue series about the Vision from the Avengers. You know, Paul Bettany, the the uh, red and green android. Uh, he decides to sort of like, you know, he, he moves to Washington DC to work like a government job as a liaison for the Avengers. And in doing that, he decides he's going to build a family for himself. Um, and so he creates a wife and a son and a daughter and a dog, uh, you know, sort of like from, from his mold. Um, and then tries to, you know, basically have a human life because he's never been able to have one. Uh, and and you know from there it basically goes on a journey of of exploring what it does mean to be human and what what you know what things that you deal with being a a person and also like trying to raise kids and make a marriage work uh i don't know it's god it's so good <laughs> <laughs> and i i think that's what tom king is best at i think that's what always grips me in his work is his observations of uh sort of like just just the 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 complications of human life interfering with your ability to act on your best intentions you know mhm it's just like it's there's there's i don't know like he's so insightful on the little struggles of it and that's what i'm loving about mr miracle as well his current series is that there's so many things in there that are just like so they they just ring so true to like how we relate with each other and, and you know, the lies we tell ourselves, the lies we tell people and, and what the truth underneath that is. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I could keep glowing forever.
0: No, I mean, you're right. And I, I think, you know, I don't know. Tom King, Tom King is a, I'm trying to think if he's a good entry point into comic books. He's really dense.
2: He is pretty dense. I think, I think it like, yeah, I, I think that you this is one of those comics, like The Vision is one of those comics that it's very dense, but I think for anyone who enjoys reading in general, this is a good entry point only because it it shows that like even superhero comics, even comics about people that wear capes and save the day uh, can be so much more than what that genre is typically represented as.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: And so, because I, I know this was one of the rare occasions where a comic did get tons of, attention outside of comics um and a claim in that way too and I, I think i think it is a good entry point but at the same time i think you're right like it's not like a it's not representative of what most comics are uh as much as it is a, a representation of what some comics can be
1: i i think it's a good entry point if like you said if you are someone who enjoys reading and just good storytelling and if you do want to get into that side of comics then this is a good entry point but if you're just looking for a superhero comic it might not be the best entry point
0: well let's go to the questions because i think this we can kind of define this stuff with the questions totally
2: um all right so the first one does it require prior reading
0: (sighs) i don't think it fuck (laughs) yeah
2: i I I think rachel might be the best one to to answer this one at first and then we can kind of give our opinions as
3: well
1: Um, I think if you just know who the vision is, then that would be enough. Mm. Like if you like, don't know who he is and that he's a robot and like where he comes from and mm-hmm. eh, it might not yeah, be as good.
0: Uh, it's, this is such, that's what this is kind of getting back to why I said like issue 12, of a 12-issue series is a really difficult one Mm -hmm. to sort of, of like, does it require prior reading? Because, yes, it requires 1 through 11. (laughs) (laughs) But more than that, you could read issue 12, like you just said. You could read issue 12, and if you know who the vision is, you're probably okay. Yeah. But also, knowing what happens between issues 1 and 11, I don't think so. Because there's a lot of references to old Avengers stuff, yeah. That you would have no idea what was going on and why these, the importance of a lot of this stuff. I mean, he really is pulling from Marvel mythology throughout this mm-hmm. series. So it's, it's a tricky one.
2: Yeah, mm. and I'd say, I mean, it, to kind of speak to that, because um, I'm somebody who like I I've my my amount of Marvel reading is still very low. I've read a lot of the tertiary stuff, but I haven't read tons of like Avengers. I haven't read tons of X Men or whatever. Uh, and as I, as I was reading through this series as a whole, and, and even through this issue, it's like, there are parts where I, I see something and I go, oh, that is definitely a reference to something that I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, it, I think it's still like, it's, it's, it, it's one of those things where the story functions without all that background knowledge, but it's that, that stuff does enrich it more. Uh, but it's, I think it's certainly enjoyable without, without it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, th- I think that, like, with the recap page, it's it's functional on its own, but it doesn't, I think, do the story justice, especially because Tom King is a writer who uses repetition so much, kind of, you know, same as Alan Moore, like, where, you know, sort of yeah. s- the cyclical nature of things. I mean, like, th- there's pages in this issue that the captions are directly the same exact captions from the first issue of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, there- there's a lot of that sort of, like, mirrored storytelling uh that goes in it. And so I think that the prior reading enriches it. Um but it could it could serve on its own. I just don't think that's necessarily recommended in a way.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Um was it satisfying on its own?
3: Look
0: at it you
1: Rach. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the yes and no again because <laughs> I I really, really enjoyed it mm. because yes on its own it is a really good issue but it uh... <laughs> yeah this is difficult <laughs>
2: is, i i, I kind of like that this one's so challenging cuz it's like it is tough and i i think at least for me yes it's satisfying on its own but it is so much more satisfying uh if you've read through and this is the conclusion i think it's one of those cases where he really stuck the landing um and i
1: mean the end of this issue it's like oh holy shit <laughs> and it does like make you like want to read the rest of it and then what matt said i'm like oh okay I, now i do want to read the rest of it
2: yeah there so. there is certainly a lot of uh uh n- you know unreliable narration in in some of this if you're just entering at this point a lot of a lot of a lot of uh uh sugarcoating or 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 altering of of what the truth is it's Mm. god it's so interesting
3: Um, i
1: mean because that's like events do happen to everybody individually everybody's gonna have a different story and a different experience so that's really cool that he's playing on that
2: yeah no absolutely yeah um should it be adapted or at least would it be a good thing to adapt
0: no no not at all hmm. interesting
2: no. why Why do you think
0: because there's too much setup required for the story to really hit home um, I mean you know I've read the Avengers series before the vision and why vision got to this point
3: mm-hmm.
0: and that's important information mm-hmm. it's not critical but then there's there's elements in this that, that I know you're familiar with once you're gonna re- I don't want to just say what they are but when you go yeah. back through I know you'll be familiar with it and you'll have context that wouldn't work in an adaptation unless you had a previous adaptation to set it up in the first place.
1: That makes sense.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know. You could do like an animated series and just be like for, for fans of the vision. See, but again, I, to, to me, this almost hits, it sits in that Watchmen realm where it's like, don't adapt something that works so well in this comic book format.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, I think that this story could be adapted in the sense that like, you know let's say in in one of these upcoming Avengers movies uh, something big does happen to the vision to make him you know sort of uh, reflect or or you know have that want for change uh, it could you could do a version of this story in that movie universe and I, I think that's where the word adaptation starts to become key is like you could adapt the story in much the same way that Civil war was adapted where the comic Of Civil War relied so much on on sort of like Marvel Comics continuity, and that basic story was then adapted to fit the film
0: universe. Uh, Sure, but I think that's an important. I think that's important to to also important thing to note too when you're talking about adaptations is is it worth adapting mm. it? Do you should you adapt the the source material into something different? Yeah, that's a good question. um, With the source material being as good as it is,
2: yeah, that's fair. That is a, like
0: let's take why, let's you know why has nobody adapted Watchmen? Their adaptions have been like how almost like the comic book. Can I make this? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you could adapt to the Watchmen and have it be a, a good story anymore.
2: That's fair. It, yeah, yeah, and and it is like I think a lot of the intrinsic value of Vision, much in the same way as Watchmen. You're right. Like it it does, re- you know, sort of require it being a comic book to hold the value that it has. Um I think this one would be, if they were to ever do a Vision movie, I think this would be mm-hmm. the story that you would have to adapt. However, I, I certainly don't think there's, A, a need for a Vision movie, and B, a desire for it uh, from a lot of people. But I think it would be interesting, hmm. for sure. I don't know. That's me, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure.
2: Rach, what's your thought?
1: I have, like, no answer for that.
2: <laughs> That's fair.
1: Because, I mean... I, I don't know mm-hmm. at this point that I'm at if you've only read issues 1, 2, and 12. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's
2: fair. Um, all right. Uh, if if What's what's your recommendation based on this series? If you, if you liked The Vision or if you liked this issue, uh, what should you then read?
0: I'm going to stick with my Matt Fractions Hawkeye. Mm. Stay with Marvel take a marvel character even better an avenger and put him out of his universe as an avenger and see what his world see what his life looks like i like that it's a good recommendation what about you Rach?
1: Mm, i don't know (laughs) i really don't know like i had one and then i lost it
2: okay i'll i'll make a recommendation and see if it comes back to you uh okay my my recommendation based on this uh is i i was torn between two but i'm going to stick with mr miracle only because I think, and and Tom King has said this before, that Mister Miracle is kind of the spiritual successor to the Vision. Um, it, it sort of it plays with a lot of the same themes uh, that he's that he's sort of working with in Vision, um, and continues them in a different way. And it does kind of pick up a lot of the same threads that he's done with other works like Omega Men and Sheriff of Babylon. Not in a way that any of those are required reading for Mister Miracle at all, but um, it plays with the medium. It plays with how. Uh, humanity and superheroics kind of you know are at odds with each other, um, and then also just how these sort of like large life changing you know and and very uh, morally challenging events can play with somebody's sort of sense of of who they are you know and and what they're sort of really like what their desires are, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I think Mister Miracle is definitely a great one to read if you're uh, if you're wanting some stuff that's more. Uh, along the same lines of vision yeah that's good cool any anything uh anything pop into your head rachel or uh not so much
1: uh i'm i'm kind of thinking probably moon Knight Mm. by jeff lemire yeah just because it does kind of take that character out of its comfort zone Mm -hmm. and plays with it in a very dark interesting way
2: yeah, and it's very insightful mentally, too. I think a lot, you know, sort of the same as Vision is.
1: Yeah, definitely on a mental level, that one just kind of kind of hits you in a weird spot. <laughs> where, <laughs> yes. where with what I read of Vision, it does also hit a weird spot mm-hmm. and kind of messes with your head. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd pick Moon Knight. That's
2: a good recommendation.
0: Yeah, agreed.
2: Um and then uh the you know our, our last question usually is are you going to keep reading? Uh, I think for for cuz Matt you read all 12 issues as well, right? Yes. So I, th- I think for us it's kind of an NA type thing. Uh uh but Rachel what's 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 the the verdict going to be for you? You think you're going to keep reading or no?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll go back and Hell yeah. Start over. <laughs> love it.
2: I love it. Um uh and and for anyone else who wants to keep reading, by the way, if anyone wants to read the whole Vision series, uh you can i I hate to to be this sleazy and plug it again but if you go through our amazon link you can go on amazon and pre-order the vision director's cut hardcover which has every issue of the vision all 12 of them plus uh scripts and like process stuff in the back like tons of it just showing like how they made this book and then you know just sort of like it's it's crazy insightful the single issues have been coming out and i've been buying all those uh i can't wait for that hardcover to come out because it's it's a really an amazing uh collection i think that I've I've had problems with Marvel's collected editions recently, and this is probably the best one that they've put out. So you can pre-order that and and uh, do that through our Amazon link, and it'll ship right to your door when it comes out in January, I think. Um,
0: yeah, it's only t- and it's only twenty five bucks on Amazon.
2: Yeah, for for a twelve issue series, like that's a damn good price, especially in a hardcover. Wow. for a
0: twelve issue hardcover.
2: Yeah, with all the back wow. matter it has. I mean, like, legitimately, the back matter is almost as big as the uh, the story itself. Like, yeah. there's so much in there. Um, so, yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend uh, that hardcover for, for anybody who wants it. So, you know, that might be Uh The Amazon banner is on the right side uh, if you click through the Savage Land section of our website. Uh, make sure your ad blocker is off to, to see it. Um, and then the, the last thing is, is uh, to recommend the next issue of the week. And this Jason? it falls to me. Uh, my recommendation... Is sort of keeping in line with the, you know, sort of artificial intelligence, you know, following uh, the 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 question of what's really human and, and whatever. Uh, and also from a, a favorite writer of, of uh, I think, all of ours on this show, uh, I'm going to recommend Descender number 22. It's the first issue in the Rise of the Robots story arc. Uh, I have read oh, a nice. negligible amount of Descender.
1: Oh, I've read a lot of it.
2: Oh, yeah? Well... <laughs> Then that's good, because I, I, I've read like the first issue or so. Uh, Matt, I don't think you've read Descender, have you? No. Awesome.
1: Jeff Lemire. I know, guys. Awesome. <laughs> so, this will be great though, because
2: we've got we've got sort of a spectrum of like Rachel's read tons of it. I've read a, a little bit of it, and Matt hasn't read any. Uh, so issue number twenty two. It is the beginning of a story arc. So hope you know, I'm I'm lending some help there uh, with it being hopefully a jumping on point. They uh, titled this Rise of the Robots arc as sort of the first event that Descender has had. Uh um, cool. Yeah, so it's Jeff Lemire and Dustin Nguyen, uh Descender number twenty two, which is the first issue of volume five for people who want to read in trades. Um but yeah, that's uh that's 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 my recommendation. It's also nice. available on Amazon, Bt dubs. Um Perfect. <laughs> uh anything anything else that
0: uh we want to cover before we tip it off here? Um you know, there was a part of me that wanted to talk about the whole EA Star Wars Battlefront drama, but Fuck I don't them. care. Fuck EA. <laughs> I mean, it's it's read a fucking news blog about it. Yeah. You'll learn more than I would say, and you know my opinion. I'm. It's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: um. Oh, and reminder for the contest <laughs> or subscribe
0: to my news blog. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. go.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I will gladly host that on our website if you ever want to make it.
0: Um. Okay. Well, it's going to be real easy.
1: Yeah. will not
2: take up
0: that much space.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> have to change the title. There you and go. And then just keep. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> you know, there is a part of me that wants to, like, that That I think would be really cool. It'd be if Jason, like, posed news things at me and then I, like, answered in my the most matte way possible of, like, either, like, going as neutral as I possibly could or just being so, like, blase and just don't give a fuck. Why am I reading this? Why am I <laughs> writing about this? That, that might actually be kind of fun. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I think it'd be pretty fun, too. Um... <laughs> Yeah,
2: but so we got to remind people of the contest. Uh tweet us your favorite Thor Ragnarok character uh or even maybe maybe we could even include Justice League character at this point since it's kind of bleeding into that territory.
0: <laughs> at this point, tweet at us.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no,
2: I mean we we've had some people enter, but we certainly want uh, some more. And this this contest will be going uh f- until it's a month after we started it. So the first announcement of it was the 9th, so December Uh, December 14th is the cutoff date, uh, for the contest is what I'm saying. Perfect. Um, so yeah, you have until December 14th, but tweet at us who's your favorite character from Ragnarok or, uh, Justice League and use the hashtag SavagelandPod to enter in the contest and you will win either A, a collected edition comic book or B, something random from Matt's garage. Uh, you will get to choose what it is once you've been selected as the winner. Uh, just let us know. It's very easy. Get on Twitter, give that hashtag SavagelandPod and you enter into that contest. Uh,
0: I think that's it, guys. Yeah, I think we're good. I think uh, next week maybe we'll have some Justice League to talk about, yeah. Depen- depending on whether or not Rachel and I get around to seeing yeah. it.
2: It might even just be a bonus episode with me and Chase or something since I've started doing those news episode things for fun, because why not? Just mm-hmm. de- basically okay. depending on whether or not you guys decide to see it. Uh, no, I won't hold it I'm- against you if you don't.
0: Well, I'm gonna see it.
1: Yeah, I'll see it. I just don't know if we'll hit the time frame. Yeah. I, the
0: only reason I won't hit the time frame is because I'm going camping this weekend. That's fair.
2: I may, I may do um, a bonus one, and then we can revisit it uh, whenever you guys get around to seeing it.
0: Sure. Uh, but we're uh, we're I, uh, here's the the thing that I'm gonna push uh, in one of these next episodes, and I know we did it last year and the year before, and Rachel was a little bit bummed about it. But Rachel, sorry, <laughs> but it's gonna happen again uh We're on the road to the last Jedi. I think yep. we should do a Star Wars hype episode. Yeah, there was.
3: Okay.
1: I, I'm not as I'm not as pumped <laughs> as I was last year. Yeah. Okay, so, so uh, think- I've
0: been reading. I have I've been reading all the Marvel Star Wars comics. I'm I'm almost. I got a long ways to go still, but I'm getting. I'm pretty. I'm putting a pretty solid dent in it. So, well,
2: and I think our plan too was to do the uh you know the episode where we talk about Star Wars comics specifically. Um, yeah, and I think each of us was going to pick like a a specific one of the like Star Wars mini series to read or series in general. Um,
0: I'm going to nominate Rachel to read Lando. You got to read Lando, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. I'll read it. Rachel read Lando. You'll love it. I might it's read so good. I might read Poe Dameron since it kind of you know it ties into the 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 newer Star Wars continuity. But um, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. But Anyway, uh, Last Jedi is coming up, and we're hyped about it. And it comes okay. out on my birthday, so everybody be jealous that it comes out on my birthday. Isn't
2: this the second time now that it's come out
0: on your birthday? Well, it's technically the f- it's a little tricky, right? So <laughs> because because the release date is not the actual date that we can go see it. Mm. We can go see it the day before, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so last year it was the release date was the 16th, but I saw it on my birthday the 15th. <laughs> this year the release date is the 15th, but I'm seeing it on the 14th. Look at you. So Look at you. I got you. I just need the poster. I need a a Last Jedi poster that says December 15th on it.
1: (laughs) I understand completely.
0: Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and then you can still,
2: uh, if you want to support the show in other ways other than Amazon, we still have our sponsors, Comic Bento and t Blocks. We're kind of focusing on Amazon for the holidays, um, but they are still there. You can check the show notes for links to that uh, along with the promo codes. Um, So those are still there. Uh, Our Twitter is at SavagelandPod our facebook is Savage Land podcast um we also as this comes out uh, yesterday the newest podcast on uh, the that might be cool network the runaways podcast with me scott corelli and uh cass frederickson from um lord of the rings minute uh that's it. we're we're going through episode by episode on hulu's new runaways series that's uh rachel well, is he
0: doing the is he doing the extended editions who uh, the Lord of the Rings minute guy.
2: Oh, Cass. Uh, that's I, a girl. I don't know if they are. Girl, sorry. Yeah, it's a girl. But uh, I, there's a guy on the show too. Um,
0: oh, I, I just, I know I, I have a friend named Cass, but he's a boy. Ah, uh, gotcha. That's why I made that. Uh, that's why I made that assumption.
1: Gotcha.
2: Uh, I don't know if they're going through the extended editions. I'll be honest. I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure it is. Holy and shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> that, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's I the never. Think, I think just the Council of Elrond took like a month or so mm.
0: Oh my god, what a nightmare.
1: Yeah, it it was it was a Have long you been day. listening? Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah,
0: I do too, but I don't <laughs> think I could go I don't think I could go down that dark dark path. Yeah. <laughs> you got you guys heard about the TV series
2: that Amazon's doing now, right? Uh-huh. Putting Game I've of Thrones posted, level like, budget behind it. I'm crazy
1: about it. Are you excited weirdo? about it? I'm so excited because it's not Frodo, right, and it's not Bilbo, right? Yeah, I want like the history of Middle Earth. Yeah, I want Morgoth's ring. I want the Silmarillion. Like, I want all that. Yeah, well, I think even the... young Aragorn. But you know,
0: so they did say that they were maybe even making new stories out of it. How do you feel about that? That's fine. Like, 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 uh, creator uh, original stories based off of yeah. Tolkien's ideas, but but not from anything that he's ever written.
3: Yeah,
1: honestly. If it's not Christopher Tolkien, great. Okay. Let them do that because he makes me want to rip my hair out.
2: <laughs> I love it. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, and I
1: anything but just Frodo and Bilbo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it could be. I just, I just there's. I know there's people that are like Lord of the Rings. If it's not from Tolkien, it's not. It doesn't count. Yeah, like even like the Shadow of Mordor stuff was like that story whole that whole story is super cool, but
1: oh, I love it.
0: But it's not Tolkien, and no, a lot of people are like, mm, yeah. it doesn't actually count.
1: Yeah, well, I have beef with Christopher Tolkien. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. fair.
2: <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I'm excited, especially because I mean, Amazon is obviously trying to capitalize on Game of Thrones ending right before this series is going to air. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and I think it's I think that's a good idea though to kind of make a a Game of Thrones type show in Middle Earth, uh, with the same type of budget, you know, ten million dollar budget per episode. Um, that's if if there's anything that's going to really put them at the forefront of you know streaming television, I think that's that's a good move. Oh, yeah, Lord of the Rings? No. You kidding? I oh agree. my god, yeah, it's huge. They, spent, I've, they s- I've
1: definitely defended it. I'm <laughs> like, Amazon has a whole lot of money. Yeah. They got some good like, stuff in the Man pipe in the too. the High Castle—that's a quality show. They do quality TV. Yeah. Like if they're putting towards Game of Thrones money here, yeah. it, it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. I this will all also all depend on casting and, as well and
3: but...
0: uh, design. I think everybody's still yeah. really kind of going to want it to have that uh, Peter Jackson look yeah. and feel. Yeah.
1: Well, because he did fantastic. with oh, Lord incredible. of the Rings, Red Double. The Hobbit is a different story we need altogether. Not, yeah. sure. but <laughs>
2: I'm I'm excited to see someone who's not Peter Jackson uh, interpret that universe. That that's honestly a specific department. Has, anybody, has
0: any Has anybody made a Hobbit edit of like edit the Hobbit back down to I'm one sure movie I'm so sure Topher just, Grace just has done that.
1: I'm I'm pretty sure because I bet that's
0: probably pretty good.
1: Because <laughs> even though I have beef with Christopher Tolkien, he also hates the Hobbit movies and what yeah what yeah. they did to it he agrees so with you on one thing On am there you know we're on common ground but just what he's he's tried to do with his dad's work it mm. just i don't like any of it gotcha
2: um yeah and i, I did want to mention because i i haven't yet for some reason in the last few weeks but we had the other podcast that uh, started this last month on that might be cool.com is uh elsewhere presents sonic the podcast just for fans um we haven't, like, we're, we're still recording ads for all of our shows, so we can kind of let you guys know about the other shows on the website uh, throughout, you know, all the different shows. But uh, this podcast is a fake Sonic the Hedgehog fan podcast. Uh, it's it's one of the weirdest things I've ever been involved with, and it's hilarious. Uh, every week, this neurotic host has a new guest on uh, who plays a either a video game journalist or somebody who developed Sonic games um it's it's wild uh and i like they i mean they basically make up sonic the hedgehog lore off the top of their heads and it's just improv comedy but around the sort of scenario of it being a sonic the hedgehog fan podcast it's it's super fun
3: so
1: i'm i'm intrigued and i'm also horrified (laughs) it is because i love sonic the hedgehog well and that's the
2: thing too is that the 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 guy who plays the host and kind of runs the show there that that writes everything is he is uh he is a sonic the hedgehog fan but at the same time like the people that he has on it's most of the time they know nothing about sonic and so it's it's great because they'll just make up all this weird weird sonic like lore that just makes no sense and it's i don't know it's it's really funny. Like if, if you kind of go in understanding like, okay, this is all a narrative, uh, then yeah. I think being in on the joke is, is super, super fun. Cause I, I laugh my ass off when I'm recording that show. It's, it's great. Nice. So yeah, go to that might be Check out the shows that we have on there. Uh, those two are the newest ones and they are not the last. There will be more shows, uh, being added to the website in the coming weeks and months. Um, it's exciting times, guys. You know, it's the, our families. Our families just keeps getting bigger. Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, but I think that's it for this week. So uh, enjoy, enjoy your. Th- now well, there'll still be an episode before Thanksgiving, right? Or is Thanksgiving a week from when this episode goes up? That's correct. Okay, well, enjoy your Thanksgiving next week, and and we'll have an episode no, that no, no. morning.
0: The, enjoy. Y- yes. Yeah, yeah, you, you're,
2: you got it. Yeah, good job. I, thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: hey, you know, credit where credits due. <laughs> um,
2: and leave those ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, we love them. We'll read them on the show. Whatever you say, we'll, we'll obey. Uh, yeah, we hope you've enjoyed your time in the Savage Land.
3: It's fabulous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright. Who's who's kicking us off here? Oh, I,
3: I think Rachel should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't want to. It's always so bad when I do.
2: Just like just pretend you're Conan O'Brien for like five seconds.
0: Harness that inner Tim Curry.
1: Awesome. <laughs> 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 I was trying to do a dumb in voice.
3: <laughs> do it, please.
0: <laughs> yes, I think you absolutely should. <laughs> Rachel, the amount of things that Jason and I have said on this podcast that make us look like the dumbest idiots in the world, there's nothing you can do yeah. to stoop as low as we have.
3: <laughs>
1: Oh, no, I don't know if I can do it. I, you threw me off. I'm when sorry, you were Rachel. I will. I will buy you Tim dinner Curry. when we're
2: in Utah if you can do this. When you know we're what? in, Utah. I'll, I'll buy you dinner when I'm in Utah if you can pull this
0: off.
1: Uh, well, I was gonna do his high pitched dumb voice, Please but he do also it. does a good nerd one. You got
0: this. You got this. Either one. I won't even. I. I won't. I'll just stare at the floor. <laughs>
1: Oh, welcome back to the Savage Land. Oh, my God. That doesn't even sound like it. I'm
3: Rachel. Yes. We did it.